In today's show, I'm going through my season win predictions, playoff predictions, NBA award predictions. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore b-ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. And it's good that BetOnline is sponsoring the show because we're going to be talking season wins, season win projections, the season win over-unders that are at BetOnline uh, awards and award odds, which are available at BetOnline as well. So that's what we're going to be doing and what we're going to be looking at. So we might as well. Warney, what do you think? Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> Starting the Eastern Conference. Um, yeah, look, it is, a t- it is a tough year to work out wins and win totals. Um, there are things going to be plenty wrong with this, I know. But I am projecting the Orlando Magic to have the worst record in the NBA. I think just the lack of competent guard play and shooting is going to hurt. I think that there's some really good players there. Like Franz Wagner, I think looks awesome. I think Paolo Banquero is going to be good. I really like Wendell Carter Jr. But you've got Cole Anthony. And that's it. I don't think he's a particularly good player at winning. Uh, Fultz is injured. Suggs is injured. Terrence Ross, Gary Harris, like Harris injured. Um, just that shooting and guard play issue, I think is going to cause them to be in some strife. I think they're a pretty good team and are going to be a pretty good team with a strong foundation. I've got them at 24 and 58, which is under their bet online win total of 27. So I think that they're a pretty strong bet to go under. I don't think that they'll necessarily aggressively tank, like they'll be sitting guys or anything like that to a degree. But I just think they're not going to be particularly good. And that puts them down to me below some of the other teams that BetOnline has projected lower. Like, for example, the Indiana Pacers. I've got them 14th at 25.57. Now, that is an organization that doesn't have a particularly strong appetite for tanking. Herb Simon is against that as a general principle. But if they do go into that move, and I think that Simon's accepted a little bit of a rebuild versus a an egregious tank, that a Turner trade, a healed trade, leads to future assets, leads to playing of young guys like an Isaiah Jackson and more Benedict Matherin in the starting lineup, that they're going to struggle. Now, Halliburton's good and Isaiah Jackson can be good, but they're not a particularly good team. So I've got them at 25-57. I'm just pushing them a little bit a little bit higher than the Magic. I just think Halliburton's the best player out of both of those teams. Their over-under, though, is 23 and a half. I think they're projected to be the worst team in the East. And I just... Look, Rick Carlisle's a better coach than Jamal Mosley. I think they'll be able to scrounge a couple of extra wins. Now, he's also a good enough coach to know when to get losses. So that's why I don't think they're going to go super high. But I think they can go over that 23 and a half. I've got the Pistons at 13, 26 and 56. Their over-under is 29 and a half. Okay, I have no faith in Dwayne Casey. I have no faith in a lot of their players. Um, maybe the injury to Marvin Bagley helps their win losses. 
in that they get more wins because he's not playing, but he's going to be back in four weeks. I think Cade's going to be good, but I think Ivy's going to be a negative player early on. I think Jalen Duran's going to have issues early on. Isaiah Stewart is showing things. Sadiq Bay, I don't think, is a particularly good winning player. Now, Boyan Bogdanovich is, so that's why I pushed them ahead of Indiana and Orlando. I just don't have as much faith in Troy Weaver and in Dwayne Casey that others seem to. So I've got them going under the 29 and a half, and this, I've got them at 26 and 56. In 12th slot, 32 and 50, the Charlotte Hornets. Now, this could really easily fall off, but they do have good players. And we talk about Herb Simon not wanting to tank. Like, this is Michael Jordan, and it's Steve Clifford. They are going to be fighting to get themselves into the 10th spot, most likely, and probably failing, according to where I see them. Now, they've, of course, they've lost Miles Bridges. LaMelo Ball is out to start the season. So that's why I've got them significantly worse than where they were last season, where last season they won 43 games. I think it's a big drop-off for them. Losing Bridges, an injury to Ball, other teams getting better, pushes them down. Their over-under is 34. I think they go under that. Now, they could easily sit at 38. That is possible because LaMelo Ball could be really good. And if Gordon Hayward's healthy, he can also be really good. But I still don't really believe in them that much. 11th, I've got the Washington Wizards at 35 and 47 last season. That is exactly the same record they had. And that might seem ridiculous to say, well, now they're going to have Beal a full season, a full season of Porzingis. I, yes, that is all true, right? I am not sure how all those guys fit together. Is there a little bit of a them and Kuzma and looks like Will Barton will be their starter? All those guys together, is it like, it's not just summing the value there. Is it they sort of taking the ball out of each other's hands? The defense in that starting lineup is not particularly good. Health risks with Porzingis, maybe with Beal also. Um, and again, other teams that I think are better. And you've got to try and balance all the wins, losses across the NBA, which is what I've done here. 1,230 wins, 1,230 losses. Um, I've got them at 35-47. Their over-under on bet online is 35 and a half. So, yeah, I'm not that far away from it. So I've got them missing the play-in. I could very easily see all of these teams winning five extra games. The East is in this three shitty teams, but even Orlando, Indiana, and Detroit, there's some interesting things with them. Charlotte and Washington could be significantly better than this. But the teams at the top are really good. They're really good. And once these teams start to struggle, yeah, there will be a little bit of a foot off the gas. Not a full shutdown tank and all that sort of stuff, but there are some risks with these guys. You know, and going back to Charlotte, like have you seen Gordon Hayward's haircut? Like that's got a minus at least five, six wins. And that puts them right down there as well. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your football betting info and, of course, basketball betting info. Because what are we doing? The NBA season's ready to go. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, articles, analysis over at BetOnline.net. we got some games for week six in the uh, the NFL coming up this weekend. The Bengals and the Saints. Two and a half point favorites, Cincinnati. It's been a struggle for them this season. But if you want to think that they can beat New Orleans by more than the two and a half points... BetOnline's got those odds up for you. They've got odds for all those games and college football games and everything else that you can think of, whether that's Major League Baseball playoffs, MMA, boxing, or golf. And of course, you've got all this NBA season win total stuff and award odds and futures, all that stuff. Individual stat leaders and season player props. They've got all that stuff over at BetOnline. So head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. Let's go to the next group of teams. These are the play-in teams I've got in the Eastern Conference. I've got the Chicago Bulls in 10th at 38 and 44. Last season, the Bulls were 46 and 36. That is a big drop. 
but they had the the expected win loss, the point differential of a forty win team. They outperformed that that win loss number a lot, and then when they lost Lonzo Ball, they disappeared. And guess who they're not having for the, at least the beginning of the season, Lonzo Ball. And the other changes they made, I don't think they're good. Like, what change did they actually make? Pat Williams is back. Is that changing the thing? And again, I just think there are other teams that got better. I think the Knicks improved. I think the Hawks improved. I don't think the Bulls, who played over their heads last season and fell way off, and we saw them get smacked in the playoffs. Am I being a Bulls hater? Maybe. But someone has to be here. Someone has to be bad. And I think they're going to be worse than what they were last season. So their over-under is 41.5, which is already significantly lower than what their win total was last season. I've got them going under at 38 and 44. Number nine is the Knicks. I've got them at 42 and 40. Their over-under is only 39 and a half. Now, I don't particularly love the Knicks' decision-making at times. Last season, they were 37 and 45, so a terrible record. And some of that was boosted by a couple of late wins, but they also had the, um, uh, what do you call it? The expected win-loss of a 41 and 41 team, of a 500 team, and they underperformed it. So I think that they can get to that level and, and improve a little bit. J- Jalen Brunson versus Kemba Walker and Alec Burks is an improvement. Isaiah Hardenstein as a reserve center over Nerlens Noel and Taj Gibson is an improvement. Maybe RJ Barrett improves, maybe he doesn't. But I'm not really sure we care. So I've got him at 42 and 40 going over the 39 and a half. I've got the Raptors at 46 and 36. Am I a Toronto hater? Apparently, I'm not. I'm not at all. They were 48 and 34 last season. I've got them dropping two wins here. Um, I thought they were exposed a little bit in the... I thought they'd win that playoff series against Philadelphia. They didn't. I I can see this going either way. I can see them hitting... And the, the under... or the, the win total is 46 and a half, and I've got them going under by a half. Yeah, they could easily hit 48, 49 wins. I think they're relatively similar to what they were last year. Maybe Barnes takes a step up. They do have a full season of Siakam, but... I'm a little worried about their guard depth. I'm a little worried about an injury really derailing, although they had a lot of those last season. So maybe I'm being a little bit harsh on them. But again, I have to try and balance it with every other team. And I just think that a lot of other teams improved. And I'm not really sure that Toronto significantly improved. There'll be some internal development from a full season of Siakam and an improvement from Barnes and maybe more availability from Ananobi. But I'm not sure how much they actually improved from um, where they were last season. They were a 47 expected win team last season, so I've got them at 46. Not that different. I've got the Hawks at in the seventh spot. So they're the playing teams. Chicago, New York, Toronto, Atlanta. I've got Atlanta at 48 and 34. Their win total is 46. Last season, they had the win-loss record of a 45-win team. The addition of DeJounte Murray helps. Now, their depth is hurt, and it is a little troubling that Bogdan Bogdanovich is not going to be ready, and according to Nate McMillan, he's a ways away. I also don't think Nate McMillan is a particularly good coach. But I think adding DeJounte Murray for somebody else who can dribble the ball is going to be useful. Hopefully, we get more than whatever the 30 or 40 games we got from DeAndre Hunter with this team. And I just think there's a little bit of improvement in them. But you know, very easily, they can fall behind Toronto. They could even fall behind the Knicks and the, and the Bulls. But they could also jump into the fifth or fourth spot. I'm not quite sure they're on that level. Um, but this is where I have them at that 48-34 with an over-46 win. If, if this was the way that the play-in worked out, I think the seven and the eight seeds would get through pretty comfortably. I reckon Atlanta would beat Toronto, then Toronto would beat the Knicks, who would have already beaten Chicago. So I just think it would play out as the one through eight is who ends up getting into the um, playoffs. In terms of the uh, the top of the East, Miami was number one seed last season. I've got them sixth 
And that's not because they're necessarily so much worse. I think they are worse. But it's because of a lot of teams that I think are better. They had a win-loss record of a, or a projected win-loss of a 53 team last season. They lose PJ Tucker, and they're going to be replacing him with Caleb Martin. Maybe we get more games out of Bam. Maybe we get more out of Jimmy. Maybe we get more out of Kyle. Maybe. But I wouldn't put my trust in Kyle or Jimmy to get more games out of. And the loss of PJ Tucker, and you're replacing him with Jovic and replacing him with Caleb Martin uh, or a Yurt 7, I'm not sure that means you're the best team in the East again. They could be. But the top of the East is pretty tight to me. The Heat's over. And I did all of these win projections and then went and looked at the over-unders and some of them came out pretty close. Like Miami's is 48 and a half. So I've got a marginally under that. I've got the Cavs at 50. 50 and 32. Last season, they had a win total of a 47 win team. They add Donovan Mitchell. They hopefully get more from um, Jared Allen, who missed the last six weeks or two months of the season. They get second year Evan Mobley. Um... They get return of Ricky Rubio. I just think that that has to give them a couple more wins. Their over-under is 48. I've got them going over that to a 50-win team. I've got five 50-win teams in the East. I think that top level, and you could even throw Miami, is super strong. And that's why I've got the low win totals for Orlando and for Indiana and for Detroit and for Chicago. Because I think the top of the East is so super strong that they're going to just start smashing those teams and taking the wins off them. I've got the Nets in the fourth seed with a 51 and 31 record. Their over-under is 50 and a half. They could very easily finish number one. And as you can see, look at the top of the East. I've got them projected 51, 51, 52, 52. So a massively tight race. The Nets obviously struggled a lot last season. They had an expected win loss of 53. Kyrie's going to play more than 29 games. We hope KD doesn't get hurt. Ben Simmons plays. They got elite shooters in Seth Curry and Joe Harris. I think this is a 50-win team. I think the vibes are a little bit better. I wouldn't say they're great, but I think they're a little bit better. And I think that talent gets them to 50. They could get 56, I think, easily. I'm not predicting they do. Their over-under is 50 and a half. I've got them going over. The Bucks, I've got it 51 and 31. Last season, they had a win-loss record of a 49-win team in expected win-loss, a point differential. That's a bit weird. They do miss Chris Middleton to begin the season, but last season, they had Drew Holiday out to begin the year. And they had Brook Lopez out all season. Having Brook Lopez there means your defense improves and you don't rely on Bobby Portis to be the defensive defensive center. So that gives you a couple of extra wins, I think. They're over under 53. I think they'll pace themselves a little bit. Budenholz is not someone that overloads minutes onto guys. So 53 is maybe a little high. So I'm going to go under at 51. At two, equal with the one seed, I've got the sixes at 52 and 30. They're over under 50 and a half, Philadelphia. They won, had an expected win-loss, a point differential, point differential win record of 48 last season. And that was without Ben Simmons all season. So now they get a full season of James Harden, Joel Embiid, third-year Tyrese Maxey, the addition of PJ Tucker, the addition of DeAnthony Melton, the addition of Danielle, Danielle House. I think everyone they've added fits perfectly. I think they've got a massive chance at the one seed. In the one seat, I do have Boston as a 52 and 30 team. Their over under is 53 and a half, but the Udoka thing worries me a little bit. The Rob Williams thing worries me a little bit. The Malcolm, uh, not Malcolm problems, the Danilo Gallinari injury worries me a bit. They're, they're going to be relying upon Sam Hauser, Luke Cornett in their front court for rotation minutes. That is a bit of a problem, but they added Malcolm Brogdon. So there is a boost there as well. Last season, the Celtics had the win loss expected win of a 59 win team. And they obviously underperform that to win only 51. But that is a huge, huge number. So I do think they drop off from that level. 
with no Yudoka and no Rob Williams for a big chunk of the year. But I've got them sitting at that equal number one spot with the Philadelphia 76ers. Let's go to the West. Again, there's bad teams in the West. I've got Houston, OKC, and Utah all with the same record, 24 and 58. The Rockets and the Thunder both have uh, a win total of 23 and a half. I think they go over that. Those teams have some players. Shea is good. Giddy is good. I think think the Bronco Jalen Williams is good. Broncos country, let's ride. I think Usman Jeng is okay. Look, they're not. and, And Mark Dagnott is a good coach. He's a really good coach. And while we can look at this egregious tanking that people think going to happen, they have to play each other. So they will get some wins at some point. And I think you, yeah, anything under 22 or 23, is, is it's really low. So I've got them all at 24. The Jazz, this was a tough one. I think their team's actually pretty solid. Olenek, Clarkson, um, Conley, Sexton, Markinen. It's got the, it could be a 30-win team. But I do think there'll be some moves that drop their numbers back. Maybe the 24 is a little bit low here. And I could easily see them pushing over San Antonio, who I've got at 28 wins. But the reason I have San Antonio at 28 wins is Greg Popovich coaches them versus a first-time guy in Will Hardy. And I'm just not sure how hard he goes. Whereas Popovich, I think, will give a little bit of push there. But they could easily swap. Now, the Spurs have the lowest over-under in the entire league. Lowest win total, 22.5. That is, to me, that is an easy over even if they're going to be bad, which they are. Jakob Pertl is a top five defensive center in the NBA. Um, Trey Jones is a guy that takes care of the ball and doesn't turn it over. Johnson and Vassell can score a little bit. They've got some interesting guys and they've got Greg Popovich. So that gives them a boost. So I've got Houston 24, OKC 24, Utah 24. Although you know, they're over under 24 and a half. I wouldn't bet that one. And they've got the Spurs at 28. They're over under 22 and a half. I feel 22 and a half is so low. I think they go ahead of that. And then they're, they're the bottom four team. We all agree with that, right? I think we all do. Whether your order there is the same or not, I don't know. In the 11th spot, unfortunately, I've got the Kings. Again, they're not even making the play in to me. Their over under is set at 34. They are better than they were last season. I don't have any doubt about that. But there are also 10 teams I think are better. I could see them sneaking into the 10th spot, but maybe not. Fox and Sabonis, they're like, do they have any legitimate all-stars on this team? Sabonis is not, I don't think, any shot to be an all-star this year. Fox, maybe, but barely. Keegan Murray might be okay, but they're going to play Casey Okpala. Is Mike Brown actually a good head coach? Is he just a legendary assistant? I don't know any of those answers yet. And again, trying to balance it out, I just don't think they're better than any of the 10 teams I've got ahead of them. So 33 for Sacramento. Sorry. They they could very easily jump ahead of Portland, who is who I've got in 10th, but I'm not predicting it at this point. And that brings us to the play-in teams. I've got Portland in 10th, 37 and 45. Their win total is 39 and a half. I do not think Chauncey Billups is a good head coach. In fact, I think he might be bad, and I think he might be bottom three bad or bottom five bad in the NBA. Their defense still looks a bit rough, even though Jeremy Grant's had some good moments. How Grant works with Simons. Um, If Nurkic is out of shape, their reserve center depth is rough. Um, Lillard is good, so I think he drags them up. If he gets hurt, there's there's no way they're hitting that. Like, there's no way. They are a little bit rough depth-wise. Maybe Sharp steps up, but rookie guards, shooting guards tend to struggle often. Their win title is 39.5. I would go under that. I just think Billups is bad, and I think there are some depth and fit issues here, and the defense looks 
bad. Like uh, it looks really bad. And that is a bit of a worry. I've got the Lakers in the ninth spot. I've got them at 41 and 41. Last season, the Lakers had, if I can get my list up, they had a win point differential of a 33 win team. 33. Um, by the way, the Blazers had the win differential of a 20 win team last season. So I think they're going to be way better than that. But that was obviously a lot of weird stuff going on with that year with, with Lillard's injury. They won 27 games, but the win, they had the worst expected win-loss in the NBA, the Blazers, because they tanked their ass off for like two months. So that's why I didn't really reference a lot of those ones because they were a bit weird. But the Lakers, 41-41. Looks like they're going to bust bench Russell Westbrook, which helps them, makes them better. The fit of guys like Patrick Beverly alongside LeBron and Anthony Davis makes sense. Even if you put Austin Reeves into that lineup, helps too. And really, it comes down to LeBron and Davis. Now, I don't think LeBron and Davis can drag them to a 48 or 47 win season, but they can drag them to 500. We expect them to miss a little bit of time, but I do think they'll be better than last year, especially if they remove Russ out of the equation because he is uh, negative and hurts them. And even Schroeder can be a better option than what Russ was. So I've got them in that ninth spot. I've got Dallas in eighth at 45 and 37, which is under... I've got... For the Lakers, their win total is 44 and a half. I've got them going under that. Lakers always get an over-under boost because of they're the, they're the Lakers. So that you can always feel good about going under on the Lakers win total. Although, they could easily hit that. The Mavericks, 45 and 37, which is under their 48 and a half. I think that they're still going to be good because Luka's great. And I think Christian Wood is working pretty well in that bench unit. But they lost Jalen Brunson, which hurts them. They didn't really replace him. I guess Wood is the replacement, but he's a not a like-for-like like replacement, obviously. Their lack of ball handling and dribbling scares me. And if Luka misses time, they're done. Like, they're cooked. Like, they don't do anything without Luka at all. That's that. He is everything on this team. Last season, they had the win-loss of a 50-win team. So I've got them going under that. And even their under projection, which is 48 and a half. I think they are going to drop. They were Western Conference finalists last season. I think they dropped way off and down into the play-in. I got the Pelicans in seven with a 46 and 36 record. Their over-under is 45. I don't think they can get to 50, but Zion can be great. Trey Murphy looks good. CJ, Brandon Ingram. Ingram's playing in this game today. Um, they've got some solid depth. Daniels, Alvarado. Um, yeah, some solid guys coming off that bench. Uh, Herb Jones is an elite defensive guy. The fit might be a little bit weird with Zion coming back and there be some issues there, but I think they're going to be a significant improver on last year where they had the win-loss of a 38-win team. I've got them as a 46-win team. I've got them going over their projection of 45 wins as well uh, heading into the season. And they could... Look, the top six is pretty tough in my project to get to, but they could get there. Now, we talk about how strong the East is. I think the West is striated and strong as well. That's why I've got those bottom teams winning so few games. I think there's six 50-win teams in the, in the West. I think we're going to see a lot of that like, just really good. And you could, like, even Dallas, New Orleans, and the Lakers, like nine really you know, potentially good teams. And then four stinkers and a couple of others who are in between, Portland and Sacramento, who are in between. We probably won't hit six 50-win teams. But I don't think we're going to have a team win 64 like we did last season. So those 10 games that I think the Suns are going to win fewer than last year, they've got to go somewhere. And I think they go to the other good teams. So don't get upset when your team is ranked lower here. Oh, how can you have this? Memphis was second in the in the West last season. I've got them sixth with 50 wins. Their over-under is 49.5, so somehow I came out remarkably close to that. I just think that losing... Well, Jaron Jackson's not there. We don't know when he's coming back. He was 
I think he was top three in defensive player in the year, and he should have been. He's a really important offensive and defensive player. Yes, they probably get more Dylan Brooks this season. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. But they lose to Anthony Melton and Kyle Anderson, and they replace them with like David Roddy and Jake LaRavia, and they're going to have Santi Aldama playing. Like, okay, maybe. Taylor Jenkins is a good coach at times. He's a bad coach at other times. They had a win-loss of a 55-win team last season. I've got them going down to 50 this season, down to 50, because I'm not sure that they got better, and I think other teams did. I got Golden State fifth with 50 wins as well. But as you can see, everything is really close here. The Warriors over-under is 52. Last season, Golden State won 55 games. So am I probably being a little bit harsh here on Golden State, considering they will have clay all season? Hopefully they don't have the same injuries to Stephen Draymond. Probably. But again, I think there are better teams in the West this season than there was last year. Last year was a weak, weaker year for the West. And that enabled the Warriors to get those extra wins. I think they'll be more cautious and I don't think they really care if they finish with 55 wins or they just get themselves into a solid spot. They'll be pretty confident in their playoff ability. So they'll be more cautious in preserving their guys. There is maybe this Draymond issue lingers. And I just think that other teams are going to do better in the regular season. They're going to put more focus on it. So I've got the Warriors at 50 and 32. Man, you're just the biggest Warriors hater. Okay, cool. Maybe I am. I'm not absolutely, of course I'm not, but I just think they go under that. I've got the Wolves in fourth. Now this could blow up in my face really easily. Really easily. Minnesota last season had the win-loss of a 48-win team. I think Chris Finch is a very good coach. And I think adding Rudy Gobert to this team makes them a very good regular season team. We have seen what Rudy Gobert does to a Utah Jazz team in the regular season. They're good. They're they're really good. Towns is one of the best shooting, if not the best shooting big man of all time. Anthony Edwards could ascend into a star this year. Their depth is a little bit iffy. I'll grant you that. And if Edwards goes down or if Gobert goes down, they're in big trouble, right? But I just think that they could be a... Look, they, I, am, I would not rule out Minnesota being the one seed. I would not rule it out. That is how much of an impact Gobert can have regular season. I would not rule out them being a 55-win team. The over-under is 48.5. I'd feel pretty good about them going over that. In three, I've got Phoenix, a huge drop from where they were last season. And BetOnline has them dropping as well. They won 64, and BetOnline puts their line at 52.5, and, and that should tell you everything you need to know. Shit vibes. Extra year older for Chris Paul. Jay Crowder, I've got no idea. So we're replacing Jay Crowder in the rotation with Tory Craig. Right, it's a big drop-off. Is John Ayton doing anything? Are they going to have to trade him as well? If Mikael Bridges misses a game, two games, five games, they're in trouble. All right, I've got them at 51 and 31. Their total is 52 and a half. I've got them going under. I've got a massive drop-off. Also, I think that they'll be like, hey, what was the point of us winning 64 games? Like, that didn't actually help us. It probably burnt us out a little bit. I think Monty Williams is a good coach. I've got him, yeah. 51 is still pretty good. But I've got them in the three spot. And then I've got these two teams tied at the top. I've got the Clippers and the Nuggets, both on 53 wins. And those teams were not in that mix last season. But the Clippers get back Kawhi Leonard, even if it's only for 60 games. They get back Paul George for more than 30 games we expect. They add John Wall to give them someone else to handle the ball. They get a full season of Norman Powell, who played like 10 games for them. They get a full season of Robert Covington. They are the deepest team I have almost ever seen. 
And in the regular season, that gives you wins. Because when Kawhi can take it easy on some nights, then Robert Covington or Marcus Morris or Nick Batum or Norman Powell or someone else steps up. Their over-unders 52 and a half. I've got them going over. They could easily win 56. But I just think we push back a little bit because they will be a little bit cautious. And Kawhi will sit most of those back-to-backs. But they've actually got the guys that can step in and put up numbers on those games that Kawhi's out. And then Denver, they've got the back-to-back reigning MVP. I'm not that worried about Jokic's wrist. They returned the headmaster, Jamal Murray, and Michael Porter Jr. What that means is you're not starting Jeff Green. You're not starting Monte Morris. Even if Murray and Porter are limited at times, they are such huge, huge additions compared to where they were last season. And last season, they were a 47-win team by um, point differential. And adding Murray and Porter, and hopefully not playing DeAndre Jordan, and a second-year Bones Highland, and one of the most underrated acquisitions in the entire offseason, Bruce Brown, I think it pushes them to at least equal with that one seed with the Clippers. But look how bloody stacked the West is. Those six teams, plus those um, those play-in guys that I had, like the, the Pelicans, the Mavericks, and the Lakers, not really counting Portland, I think it's pretty strong. I think that in the play-in, I think the Pelicans will beat the Mavericks. I think the Lakers will beat the Blazers. And I think the Lakers could easily beat Dallas. So I reckon the Lakers might sneak into the eighth seed of the playoffs. That'd be my guess. All right. Let's look at Eastern Conference, Western Conference Finals, and then NBA Finals. Going by these seedings and playoff matchups, I've got the Sixers and the Nets in the Eastern Conference Finals. And in the Western Conference Finals, I've got the Clippers and the Warriors. So, Warriors fans, if you were sad at my win projection, I've got them in the Western Conference Finals. And I do have the NBA Finals, two historically (coughs) underachieving franchises. I've got the Clippers beating the Sixers in the NBA Finals. I'm sure that won't come back to bite me, ever. There's no chance that that will. Sure, the Clippers and the Sixers, what what could go wrong? Um, Doc Rivers versus Doc Rivers. The ghost of Doc Rivers. Um, What could go wrong? Nothing, surely. Clippers over the Sixers in the NBA Finals. I don't feel good about it, but that's where we're at. And then lastly, NBA Awards. I found it really hard with MVP. Luka Doncic is the favorite. I don't think he's going to win it. I think he's really good. He's a favorite every year. I don't think the Mavericks are going to be that good. And that's going to drop him down. Do I think Jokic is good enough to win three in a row? Of course I do. Do I think the voters will vote for him? No way. Giannis, I think they'll be on a little bit of cruise control. I don't think Steph's going to be in the mix. I don't think LeBron's going to be in the mix. Could Ja Morant be there? But I see Memphis taking a bit of a step back. Like, who the hell else is in the mix? So, in the end, I have this team as the equal one seed in the Eastern Conference. I think Embiid's going to do it. Even though I don't think he's going to be gunning for it as much. The fact that the narrative is he's been robbed two years in a row, and if they get to equal one seed, I think he'll get the votes. He's at plus 600 on BetOnline. Rookie of the year, I think Paolo should be the favorite, and he is. He's plus 200. So he is my pick. But if you want to take a pick with odds, and is it because I want to play the sound? No, because I could just play the sound anyway. Broncos country, let's ride. Jalen Williams is a plus 3,000. He is going to get an opportunity, I think, to play big minutes, if not start at the beginning of the year. And you've heard me say multiple times that I think he takes over from Lou Dort at some point this season. And now he gets a chance opening night to take over from Lou Dort, assuming Lou Dort is out, which is where my assumption is. He can score, he can pass, he can defend. He's going to... Like, it's going to be... I, th- I think he might go get in there and start and be that good that you can't take him out of the lineup. That's my 
uh, look, it's just a it's a plus three thousand. It's a, like let's take a flyer on this thing. But I think there is, you know, if you don't want the less value of Paolo or plus two hundred, like I'm not really sure Keegan's the guy. I don't think Jaden Ivey, maybe Benedict Matherin, but you know the big men of Kessler and Duran. I don't think they're going to get it. Williams is the interesting one to me, and Bunkera is the obvious one. Most improved player, Devin Vassell. He's at plus 2,500. We've seen big usage from him. I think he's going to defend well. He's going to score well. He might be a 20-point-per-game scorer. And he might average 24-3 and three with 1.5 steals. And if he pushes the Spurs close to 30 games, when we consider them to be the worst team according to odds, I think he's going to be a better player than uh, old horse Keldon Johnson. And then... Defensive player of the year. I thought he should have won it last season. And I think he's going to do it again because you go in and take this Timberwolves team that was bad at defense and turned them into probably a top 10 defense. I has to be Gobert to me. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. He's plus 400. He's the favorite, rightfully so. I think he's still awesome. I think he's going to lift that team to be a really good defense and he should get the credit, rightfully. So there are my season win projections, playoff projections, award projections. What do you think? Do I hate your team? Do I love your team? Do I hate your favorite player? Do I love them? Tell me in the comments what I got wrong, what I got right. In fact, I might have got everything wrong or I might have got everything right. Who knows? We don't. It's a projection. We're making educated guesses. Let me know down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.